welcome to episode 138 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's solo episode, I'm going to talk you through five mistakes that beginners to weight loss make. And of course, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to tell you what to do instead. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the episode. By the time you are reading this, it's going to be right before a holiday weekend if you celebrate either Easter or Passover, which I know that covers a lot of the people who listen to this podcast. So it's a good time to remind yourself that a holiday does not have to equal a toggle off switch for all the good habits, the healthy eating the moving your body, all the things you're doing, it doesn't have to toggle off. Realistically speaking, for most of most people, a holiday is like a day, if not just a meal, right? Like, so for me, Easter is a meal, usually like a dinner. For some people, it's a brunch. For some people, it's, you know, both, but it's not a whole weekend. It's, it's not, it doesn't start, you know, uh, when the clock hits five on Friday and continue till Sunday night at midnight. And so many of us unconsciously flip the switch, like, well, I'm going to be off plan. Right. And so I know I'm going to be over my calories because of this holiday. So now I will just, and then you do all these things for days, meal after meal, and not even meal because you just start eating, right? And so it's like nonstop eating for the weekend when in reality, you could have seriously enjoyed your holiday, had an amazing meal. You know, if you're counting calories, not even count the calories for that meal, continue counting your calories and having the things you usually eat and moving your body the way you usually move it for the rest of those three days. And you get to Monday and, you know, you're just still in this good position of momentum, you're not trying to be like, oh, I have to get that. And I'm putting this in air quotes, get back on track after having, you know, eaten myself into oblivion all weekend. So something to consider. Don't hit that toggle off switch for the weekend. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy some, for me, it's Cadbury mini eggs or a Reese's or a Reese's egg, whatever the thing is you want to have, have some of it, enjoy your meal, but don't switch that off button. Continue to move your body, continue to, you know, eat the other meals the way you would eat um, outside of that holiday. That's my best advice for you approaching a holiday meal, which is not actually the topic of discussion today. I've definitely done full episodes on that. That's not today's topic. Today, I want to talk about five mistakes that people who are beginning weight loss make. You're going to have to give me just one second. I'm going to move away from the microphone. I've got to blow my nose. Hold, please. Okay. I just didn't want to go through the episode sounding all clogged up. Let's hopefully we can make it the rest of the way uh, without having to do that again. So let's jump into it. Five mistakes that beginners make when they're trying to lose weight. Number one is having improper expectations. This can really um, get in the way of you making progress because if you expect progress to look like one thing and it looks doesn't look that way, you can feel um, a sense of failure when it's not actually even reality, you're not failing, but you feel like it's failing. It can feel really demotivating. Um, it can feel confusing. You can feel lost. You can feel like I'm not even doing things right, am I? When in reality, absolutely nothing is wrong. It's just that your expectations were not realistic. 
So what are good expectations, proper expectations to have for weight loss? Number one, it's likely going to take longer than you think. Number two, the rate of weight loss might be significantly lower than what feels like it should be based on society. You know, ever since The Biggest Loser came out, how long ago was that? That was a long time ago. Um, This perception, this perception of what is realistic weight loss has been incredibly skewed, right? So people would watch week after week, these people get on the scale and it was always in the double, if it wasn't in the double digits, we're like, ooh, what happened, (laughs) right? And that's insane. Double digits aren't normal even for an entire month, let alone a week of weight loss. So if in your brain, you think that you're going to lose two pounds in a week, and that's that steadiness of like every week I should be losing two pounds. Even if you're consistently thinking you should be losing one pound a week, you're likely off. One pound a week can happen for sure. I would put that as like, for most people, unless you have a lot of weight to lose, if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at 80, 90, hundred plus pounds, you could lose two pounds a week. You could certainly, you could be losing one pound a week. If you're somebody who's like, I've got 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds to lose two pounds per week is likely not going to happen for you. One pound may likely we're looking at half a pound per week, half a pound per week is incredible weight loss progress. That is a big switch in your brain to flip. That would mean two pounds in a month, not two pounds in a week. I will tell you, if you use other measures of progress besides just the scale, so use the scale, look at measuring tape measurements of your waist, your hips, um, your chest. I usually do have my um, course members do waist at their belly button waist two inches under your belly button and waist two inches over your belly button. You can see a lot of movement in that area um, around the largest part of your thigh, around the largest part of your bicep when your arm is not flexed and around your chest and around the widest part of your butt. Use those measurements, take progress pictures, place them side by side and notice how your clothes are fitting. Pick a pair of pants with a waistline um, that is hard, pair of hard pants. We're not talking stretchy pants here. Notice how the waistband changes. Could you not zip it up? And now you can, maybe it's getting closer to zipping up. Maybe um, not only can you zip it up, but it's looser. Look at that total picture together and add those measures on to what you see happening on the scale to get a really complete picture. You're likely going to see progress in multiple areas. The expectation that weight loss is going to be linear, that every time you hop on the scale, it should be down, does in a whole lot of people. Try to look at the scale and remember every time you step on, what I weigh today versus what I weigh tomorrow is not important. What I weigh today versus what I weigh this time next month, when we average that out across a week, like what I weigh this entire week averaged out versus what I weigh next month averaged out over a week, that is a much better measure of progress. The scale does not go down day by day by day. Nothing is wrong if you get on the scale and it's up a pound or two pounds or a half a pound since yesterday. Nothing is wrong. 
we have all kinds of reasons for our weight to fluctuate, really opening your vision and taking a wider angle lens at the scale and reminding yourself to never look at it within a short period of time. And by short period of time, I mean, anything less, anything less than a month. Don't compare anything less than a month. It can really change for you um, how you perceive what is actually happening in your body. Okay. So getting expectations of what is good weight loss, how to measure good weight loss. And I have full episodes on exactly how to do all of those things I just talked about as far as um, progress pictures and measurements and those things. I just kind of gave you a quick overview here today, but really setting your expectations as in, I'm not necessarily going to lose weight fast. It's not going to be a pound or two a week. The scale's not always going to go down. Knowing all those things is going to help you stick with this when the scale does exactly what I just said. It's going to hop up and down. It's going to move slower than you think. So that's the first mistake beginners to weight loss make is they have improper expectations. The second mistake beginners to losing weight make is setting their calories too low. It feels like it could be the money move, right? We're like, okay, so if I set my calories at 1800, I'll lose at such and such a rate, which means if I set them at 1400, I'm going to lose even faster. And if I set them at 1200, I'm going to move faster still. Like mathematically, that seems to make sense. And it would work if a person was actually able to stick with that. In reality, it does not work that way our bodies really want us to stay alive. They really do. <laughs> and when you cut your calories really low, your cravings tend to increase. Your satiety is not going to be there because it is really hard to feel satisfied on 1200 calories. Have you ever eaten 1200 calories? I have. It is really hard to feel satisfied and it's hard to get a meal big enough to actually fill your stomach and stick within 1200 calories. So you're not going to be feeling satiated. You're likely going to be having cravings. Um, you will likely not feel great and have energy to move around. So your NEAT will most likely be down-regulated. Your NEAT being all the calories your body expends doing anything outside of exercise. And so for all of these reasons, you end up not losing weight as fast on 12 or 1400 calories than you would on 1800 calories. By the way, I'm throwing numbers out here. I have no idea what the right number of calories is for you. This example I gave is just so you can hear me speak mathematically. In this instance, the, good, the correct calories for this person was 1800. For you, you might need to be on 1,500. You might need to be on 1,600. You might need to be on 2,000. This imaginary person I'm saying, if the right calories for them were closer to 1,800, it's always going to be a range. There's never one digit, but let's say it's 1,800-ish, and they tried cutting down to 1,400 or 1,200 in a bid to move faster. It backfires. It backfires. It is so hard to stick with when you do that, and in what actually happens is when we take those calories that were supposedly 1200 and we look at what they actually ate, what we usually find is they're eating more because it's so hard to stay at 1200. Maybe they stay at 1200 for some number of days and then they're back up and they're not up to 1800. They're up to 3000, right? So they have this whole like white knuckle, white knuckle, white knuckle until they give in to all of these cravings and just this feeling of like feeling so deprived that they overeat to an amount that actually bumps them from being in a deficit 
clear up to being at maintenance. And so the scale doesn't move. This person often will then think that there's something physically wrong with their body because they, in their mind, they're like in a really steep deficit of 1200 calories in their mind and on paper, right? And so it's like, wow, there must be something wrong with me because I can't even lose weight at 1200 calories. In reality, they were not eating 1200 calories. When you average it out across time, they were eating significantly more and are in fact at maintenance. The answer here is probably obvious at this point, which is set your calories at a moderate deficit. The slash and burn mentality does not work. It doesn't work. If it does work, it works for incredibly short periods of time and it becomes unsustainable. And in fact, you're not practicing habits that are going to help you keep the weight off because what a person has to do to eat at 800, 900, 1,000, 1,200 calories is not going to be similar to what a person would do to maintain that weight at their maintenance calories of whatever they might be, 2,000, 2,100, whatever it's going to be. It's not the same. And so you haven't had this chance to even practice how to maintain that weight. Um, and so many people lose weight, put it back on, lose weight, put it back on. Keep your calories set at a moderate deficit. You can figure out your maintenance calories. This is a good way to do it. This is not the only way. This is a way to do it. And that is to track what you're eating now, assuming that right now you're maintaining your weight. You're not gaining weight. If you are continuing to maintain your weight, you can see that, okay, if the if eating as I do now has me maintaining my weight, let me observe what I am eating now as in terms of how many calories am I eating now? Track everything you eat for at least two weeks. Track every single little thing you eat or drink without changing anything to get a picture of how many calories do you eat for maintenance. When you have that number, you can decrease it by 250 to 500 calories. That would be a good moderate deficit. Stick with those numbers and watch as the scale comes down. Do not give into the temptation to bring it lower. Now, how do you know where to pick 250 to 500? If you have a lot of weight to lose, you can be more aggressive with that 500. If you have less weight to lose, you can start with the 250 and go from there. If you're a petite person and you're fairly lean looking to get leaner, like looking to lose the last five, 10, 15 pounds, I would start on that lower side because your calories can get unsustainably low because for you, um, you know, we don't want you to go, let's say you're maintaining on 1800 calories. We don't want you going to 1300 calories to lose weight. It's really a hard number. It's a really hard number. So it'd be better to do a more moderate deficit in that situation. Okay. So that's mistake number two. Mistake number three that beginners to weight loss make is doing too much too soon. And we see this, look, we do this in all kinds of things, right? Like we get a goal and we just like right out of the gate, we want to do all the things, switch all the behaviors, you know, go balls to the walls. And we, we struggle to maintain it and burn out. Definitely see this with weight loss. And so there are many, many ways to approach a weight loss phase. For a lot of people, going with a smaller change at first approach works really, really well. So what, what might this look like? It might look like only focusing on tracking your calories at first and not even worrying about 
anything else, not worrying about protein, not worrying about fats, not worrying about carbs. It might not mean adding in exercise yet. It might not mean adding in daily movement yet. Um, it might not mean looking at any kind of um, healthy eating as in terms of how much are you going to eat of vegetables versus junkier type foods. It might not mean any of those things. It might literally just be like, I'm going to hit my calorie target. That's what I'm going to do. Or it could be something totally different. It could be, you know, what I'm going to do, the one thing I'm going to change to start with is I'm going to start moving more. I'm going to get up and walk after every meal. I'm going to walk um, in the morning and in the evening. You can start as small as you need to and then ratchet it up from there, stacking habit after habit after habit. For some people, starting too small is demotivating. Um, when I was a very brand new coach, like the very first clients I saw, I was not working online yet. I was working in person. The very first couple of clients I saw, um, I gave them workouts to do. They trained in person with me and I would give them a water goal. Okay. <laughs> you want to guess how fast they were making progress with just a couple of times a week, strength training and a water goal. They're not going to be losing weight very fast. I've since stopped giving, even giving water goals because it doesn't move the dial. Drink when you're thirsty. Yes, hydration is important. It is not a big dial mover for weight loss. I don't care how much people talk about it. Ladies, if that is where you're focusing your energy, I would tell you to knock that off. It is not a big dial mover for weight loss. Yes, hydration is important for our health. Yes, it can help when you're trying to lose weight to drink water to fill yourself up. It's not the big money move. It is just not uh, and so that's what I was doing with people. And it was too small of a move. And that's not motivating when you're not seeing any progress. And so I wouldn't pick something as small as that. I would pick something impactful, something that's going to impact the bottom line number of your calories. Um, I do think for a lot of people, just moving more is a great starting point. They start to feel better. They start identifying as a person who, um, cares about their health, who is working to improve their health. And so I think that's a great place to start. So even just a daily walking practice or three times a week, or even two times a week of strength training, awesome places to start. You could start with a small habit, which is, a, it can be big one for a lot of people, but it really does impact that calorie bottom line of cutting out, um, liquid calories. And I had definitely had successful clients do this, uh, start. And the very first habit they changed was drinking, moving to diet soda from full calorie soda and lost weight immediately from going from multiple high calorie sodas per day to zero calorie sodas per day. That's a great one to start with. Um, as is doing things like just making, this is a huge one. It is a single habit. I'm telling you just switching this one thing to make a really big difference. And that is eating all of your food seated at a table on a plate or a bowl, whatever the appropriate item is for the item you're eating. Wow. That can be an incredible habit that really impacts your calorie bottom line because it nixes grazing. It nixes you standing in the cupboard, having a few more chips. If every time you're going to eat the chips, you have to put them on a plate and sit at the table and focus on eating them. Wow, that really is an impactful one. So doing, picking, I would say at most two of these things to focus on. You could also just do generally, like I'm gonna have a calorie goal and a protein goal. That is what in my 
uh, the course that I do, the Fitter After 40 course, the first thing we start on with people is we give them a calorie goal, we give them a protein goal, and that is all they are focusing on for the first part of the program. And then we add in more things. They get a step goal. They get uh, a workout to start working on. They start working on eating seated and plated. All of these things we build in over time, but right out of the gate, we work on calories, protein. So consider not overhauling your life when you start. Consider not doing too much too soon. That is a big mistake beginners to weight loss make. All right, number four, the fourth mistake beginners to weight loss make is plan hopping. Now that the, you might immediately be like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. And this happens for a lot of the reasons I just stated. Those kinds of things often lead to plan hopping. We feel like it's not working. And so maybe you start with intermittent fasting and you go at it real hard and you're not seeing, you're not giving it enough time to work. And frankly, for a lot of people, it's not, it's not the thing anyway, but it's certainly um, a way to control calories. And you notice it's not working. So then you switch to, um, you switch to doing some kind of crash diet and you're not seeing any progress because you can't stick with it. And so then you, then you move to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. My best advice here is to pick a sustainable plan. And a sustainable plan is one that meets the criteria we've already discussed here, that the calories are not too low that, oh, there is a beautiful Robin outside of my office. I wish this was on video. I could show you it's bright, bright red, right outside my office. So what is a sustainable plan? One where the calories are not too low, one where it is not um, involving you changing a whole lot of behaviors all at once. Okay, so look for a sustainable plan, commit to it, minimum, minimum eight weeks. Stick with the plan, work on the plan, work on improving your adherence to the plan versus scrapping it for a new plan. And that brings us to mistake number five that beginners to weight loss make. And that has to do with your adherence, overestimating your adherence. I see this all the time with clients I've worked with, with course members that I work with. They are not seeing good progress. And in their mind, and even out loud, they'll say like, I'm doing everything right and I'm not losing weight. I'm not seeing any progress. Now, I will tell you the people I work with, um, we really work hard to help them get a very clear picture of their consistency. I have a specific method I use in Fitter After 40 to help them always be aware of where they stand with the uh, habits that they're supposed to be doing so that they understand what their consistency is. This is really important because if you think you're hitting your calorie targets and really you're not, then of course you're not going to be seeing progress. And of course you're going to be frustrated. 70% consistency, 75% consistency to your calorie deficit feels hard. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of mental energy to be 70 or 75% consistent. Heck, it takes a lot of mental energy to be 60% consistent. Like you could be thinking about weight loss a lot. You could be trying hard a lot. And if you're hitting 60, 70, 
75% consistency, it's not going to give you the results you want, even though it feels hard. What can help here is understanding what your actual consistency is so that your expectations are right. Because if you know you were 70% consistent, like think about in school, what's 70%? It's a C. It's a C. Would you expect A results? Like, would you expect to get an A if you knew you turned in C work? You wouldn't. You'd be like, I'm I'm glad I got this C. I I put in C work. And it's the same here with weight loss. If you're hitting your calories 70% of the time, you're not going to see the results that you would if you're hitting them at least 80%. 80 to 90% will get you incredible results. 70%, 75%, 60% is not going to get you incredible results. So really be honest with yourself. Don't guess at your consistency. Track it. On days that you've hit your calories in the right range, give yourself an X on the calendar. Okay, look for those Xs and see out of 28 days, how many did you hit your calories? And don't fudge those calories. Do not give yourself an X if you were close. Okay. (laughs) If you hit your target range, give yourself an X. And I, I do not have this number memorized. I'm going to do some math right here. 28. Hold please. 28 times 80%. All right. You need to be consistent 23 out of 28 days. If you have less than that, you are less than 80% consistent. Now, I want you to think about that. 23 out of 28 days, that means five days out of a month that you're not hitting your calorie target. So if you're a person who every weekend goes over your calories, that's minimum eight days right there, maybe more if you're counting Friday night. So if you go over Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. That's 12 days you're over. That's 12 days you're over. Is it making more sense? Is it clicking in your brain? If you try, and if let's say not even try, let's say you hit your calories with consistency Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you do not hit them. And that feels like a lot, right? That's hard to do. Let's even throw in Friday there or one of the other days. Let's just throw in a Friday night or a Sunday. If you every Saturday and one of those other days go over, you will not at a level of consistency that's going to get you results that you're going to be like, yeah, I see this. You're not going to be hitting that half pound a week. You're not. So getting really clear on what consistency you're actually achieving can be so freeing to be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just not hitting with consistency the level of calories that I need. So what does that mean I do? Okay. So I need to work on upping my consistency. And that's where you can really get into the nitty gritty of what helps you, what helps you. So if you can start looking for patterns and being like, you know what, I actually stick with my calories from the time I wake up until seven o'clock at night. And then I overeat. Okay. So nighttime eating is a place that we could focus on to help you. Or maybe you do a really great job sticking with your calories in the evening and at breakfast and even at dinner, but lunch with your coworkers, like you go out every day. And maybe that's the place or maybe it's the snacks in the break room, or maybe it is weekends, or maybe it's stress eating. So you start to hone in on where are the spots that I'm being inconsistent? What are the patterns I see? And then we help you approach like, how can we, how can we change that? What can we do?
obviously all of this takes time, which is why weight loss is not a quick fix. It is not a quick fix. If you can look at these mistakes that beginners typically make and see what resonates with you and let's start changing some of those things. Let's help you get proper expectations. Let me pull my list out again. Pull my list out again. Let's help you start making proper expectations. Let's help you set your calories at a realistic level. Now, by the way, if you're like, I don't even know what that is, you can sign up for my free five-day fat loss crash course. I will put that link in the bio. Um, in the bio, why do I always say that on a podcast? There's no bio. I will put that link in the show notes um, to my free five-day fat loss crash course. It's an email course over the course of five days. You will be able to set your calories, set your protein. Let's get them set appropriately. Let's help you start small. I want you to really think like if I were going to change one, maybe two things, you can choose the low hanging fruit method, like what feels easiest to change, or you could go for more of that bigger bang for your buck. Like if I was going to change one thing right now to help me get into a calorie deficit, what is one thing I could do and pick up just that one thing? Let's really stick with the same plan for eight weeks, as long as it's a sustainable plan. And then let's help you get really clear on the level of consistency you're hitting with that plan. You make those five changes, wow, you will be seeing incredible, incredible progress. All right. Thanks so much for being here with me today. If you're celebrating, have a happy Easter. If you're celebrating, have a happy Passover. I'm not sure if that's the correct greeting, but know that the sentiment is correct. Um, I'm trying to think, does that, is that, does that make sense? Happy Passover. I should have looked that up. I apologize for not doing that. All right. Thanks so much for being here with me. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm.